Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. You know what I want to get out of this podcast? What do you want to get out of this podcast? I want, I want one sweet moment in my life. You know what that moment is? What? what? I want that moment to be. Remember the final episode of The Office where they're all about to start like that, uh, like the fan questions and whatnot. And there's like, like a no Q&A. One yeah. Yeah. And there's like no one there. So Andy Bernard goes out he's like oh let me go see if i can find someone to talk to him see if we can just cancel it because like there's like no one he walks out and then all these fans they just they go hey it's andy where did it to do and they just like repetitively like just start screaming where did it to do yeah i've seen the episode. my moment that i want i want to have a q a and i'm like what's going on here i walk outside whole crowd and they're like he's gonna get beat He's gonna get beat. He's gonna get beat, and I'm like, "Oh, mom, I made it." Wow, you just wasted that, like a minute and a half, Bug. I appreciate that. That's what I want to get out of this. I want people to chant that I am going to get beat. I want something similar to that, but I just want that mob of people actually just to beat you. Fingers <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. can't be choosers. All right. Well, we're back. End of the year. End of the goddamn decade show happening right now. Coming at you. Boog and I did our research. We went back and looked. Ten years is a long time, man. There's a lot. A lot has changed in the horror genre in ten years. I'll say. I'll tell you that much. Some of these movies I totally even forgot about. Or didn't even realize that they came out that long ago. But uh, we got a lot. We got a lot here for you. This is going to be a good one. A lot of weird ones. That's true. A lot of a lot of the the decade started out really like horror was struggling a little bit in the early 2010s, but uh, at the end it is like a box office champion. Man, we've seen some like horror is like elevated to the next level. Like there's even been situations where like it's always been panned at like award, which award shows mean nothing. They're just a bunch of rich people giving other rich people like pats on the back, stupid shit. But like certain movies like get out and stuff like a lot of stuff's finally getting recognition and we're we're in a great time for horror movies now so we definitely ended the decade horror wise in a lot better shape than we started it I, i'd say we started in decent shape though because like 2009 well, dude, we had paranormal activity yeah but it's like so 2009 was like a real solid year for me because i had graduated high school started college the Penguins had won the Stanley Cup. The Steelers had won the Super Bowl. What more could you ask for? <laughs> but, like, you might remember it a little bit differently. Like, I was 18. I was coherent at the time. Like, you were, like, what, like, five? I don't know. How old are you, Book? How old were you in 20, 2009 going into 2010? I was 12. 
12. All right. So at that point, my like me and your brother, my ass. <laughs> I mean, you're getting you're getting a little bit better at that, right? Uh, I I still don't know what hand to use, so I use both at the same time. At the same that time, that works. That's why you're always clogging the fucking toilet, dude. Just using like gobs and gobs of toilet paper. <laughs> One roll every swipe. Oh god. But um. Like, that was, like, the real heyday of starting to see horror movies in the theaters for me. Like, me and your brother, like, yeah, like, when we were, like, in middle school, we'd, we'd buy a ticket for something and, and sneak into a horror movie. But, it's like, that's the point when we could actually go to, like, rated R movies and, like, not have to sneak in or have, like, someone go with us. Like, so that was, like, our big. So I was going a lot, and there was a lot of a lot of movies around then that would let you down, and... A lot of the bigger studios didn't really know how to treat horror franchises, and and it it was there might have been some gems that it came out like came out of the early twenty tens, but for the most part, there was a lot of shit they were putting out compared to like not saying like everything's a winner now, but the quality the the quantity of the quality of good films going out near the end of the decade was a lot higher than it was in the beginning, so. I would definitely say we're in a better place now. But that was just my perspective because you were in like a different situation than I was at the turn of this decade. Yeah, I was like I had I had became an adult. You were I was I I was a baby. Yeah. So but hey, to each that's that's from each that's we offer unique perspectives, but I am definitely pumped to to see where it goes from here. Uh twenty 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 in uh Beyond is looking pretty exciting. I'll be in my thirties. Yes, me too. That's I mean, this is me. this is literally I have. You're you're down to the wire. Yeah, like nine nine more months until I'm thirty. I'm pretty much dead. <laughs> yeah. Stick, yeah hey, stick a fork at me. Stick a fork at me. I'm pasta. <laughs> But uh, let's, let's so we'll, what we're gonna do here? We'll talk a little bit about. Uh, we'll go year by year, look at the box office numbers, see what was some of the big hits, some of the sleepers. Um, we'll talk about our biggest disappointments because there are some out there, um, and I definitely want to talk about them. <laughs> and then we'll we'll wrap it up with what we're looking forward to coming up uh, this year and beyond. So uh, if you want to hop into it here, um, we'll take a look. Uh, we'll hop in the DeLorean and go back to the ripe old year of 2010. Don't don't do that. <laughs> don't 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 put some Back to the Future in this. You love Back to the Future. I know, and we haven't earned the right to use Back. To I the did it. Content. I did that for you, book. All right, I'm well, trying to be. What? Hey, it's get out of your DeLorean. <laughs> we're recording. We're going back in time. Listen, we're fucking. We're recording this. On the very first day of 2020, my New Year's resolution is to try to be nicer to you. And you're making it very hard. Dude, why don't we make a time machine out of a Volkswagen Beetle? That's why, like, they've had those cars for, like, 60, 70 years. Dude, did you just see, I just literally, I'm not even, not even fucking with you. About an hour ago, I was watching the, what is it, the Sugar Bowl? Or whatever was on before, the Rose Bowl. Um, And they had a, yeah, they had a commercial on, they're retiring the Volkswagen Beetle. No, they're not. Yeah, that's crazy that you even brought that up. Like they're literally retiring oh, that car. You know, I've always wanted to. 
I just wanted to sit in one. I don't know. <laughs> I've sat in them. They're not not very cool. There's a lot of cars that I don't fit in. For example, your old Nissan. My old Nissan was small. That's why I got a bigger car. Actually, I yeah. got the bigger car because it was cooler. Well, I did. I did like the Nissan though. I don't fit in it. You fit in the, the you fit in the Challenger though. Yeah, I mean, it's tight. My head still hits. <laughs> get out of the car. Oh, right. I can't even get. Are right, you ready? You, you you fucking ready, boy? Come on, let's have a good yeah. year. Hey, we got. Let's start this year off right. That's like a in sports. Your coach is like, come on, let's go. Let's get a hit. Let's be a hitter here, bug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's choke up on the bat and let's see what we can swing out here. Dude, funny story, a little off track, but so I used to be on baseball teams with your brother, like when we were in like little league age, right? Yeah, the most unathletic white white yeah, boy you've ever seen. That's what. So I'm getting at. He um. He was so bad at swinging. We used to have one coach would tell him, don't swing. If the pitch is anywhere close, just let it hit you. Don't move. Let it hit you just so you can get on the base. And there was one season your brother got hit like at least two times a game. Dude, I always remember him just getting hit and like being on first base crying. The coach was like, that a boy, Aaron, that a boy. Dude, it was manager pitch too. <laughs> no. Uh, nah, he that was, was like after. eight years old. My dad was pitching. My dad's like, lean in this time, Aaron. I'll hit you. <laughs> Big urns. They're like they're like Ernie. Um, there's no like walk to hit batter, walk bases, and manager pitch. He's like, no, I'm teaching my kid. <laughs> Teach him, take a hit. <laughs> no, but in kid pitch, they we literally did have a coach that that would tell Aaron to get hit, and he didn't know any better. And he would get hit, and he'd be crying on first base, and they'd be like, "Good job, Aaron." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that sounds like Aaron. That's why I put on weight. Someone told him put on some weight. It won't hurt it. It, it won't hurt as much. <laughs> hey, I lied. <laughs> uh, is that an Arnold Schwarzenegger reference? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Commando. Yes, I love that Command, movie. Yeah. All right, let's get into this. So the box office performance of 2010. So the number one grossing horror movie in 2010 was Paranormal Activity 2. So this was like the height of Paranormal Activity as a franchise. Like it was steaming in the early 2010s. Like yeah, the the first one came out in 09. And I remember there was there was a ton of buzz, buzz about that because it had premiered at some movie festival and there was these trailers online. Everyone's like, this is like the scariest movie. And then all the trailers. I remember a whole group of us, my freshman year of college, we went the like because it was showing limited first and we went um to the one theater like it was like 30 40 minutes away to see it and i just remember people being freaked out and i was like the first one wasn't bad um it did have some creepy parts but it was like a little bit like it was all about sound design and i'll, I'll give them credit for what it was um but that movie made a shit ton of money on like no budget at all and that's something that studios love and then you just started ripping the sequels out. Um, the second Learn. one, I wasn't a real big fan of the second one though. Right? Like the first one was was decent. Second one was like, uh, but I I think the best one in my opinion is the third one. Paranormal Activity. Yeah, the third one's like when they're the little kids, and it turns there's like the witches at the end. Spoiler alert: there's like witches or some shit. It's been a while since I've seen it. I don't remember that. The third one. Yeah. So the first one is like. The, yeah, the dude and I, the chick. The second one is like 
her family that's like across the street. Yeah. And then the third one is the two sisters when they were kids. And you find out some like the backstory. They had that that invisible friend. Oh, that's right. I just remember that there was one cool cool scene in it, like a whole gimmick where it had they the the dad with the camera installed the camera on a rotating like he uninstalled the fan portion, but it's like the the rotating fans, you know. And he put the yeah. camera on it so it would, like rotate. And there's like a cool scene where there's like something and it rotated back and it wasn't there. There's some cool gimmicks in that, and then. They really started going downhill after the third one. Um, but this was early 2000s, peak that. So it did dominate the box office. So whatever small budget it, it, the second one had there, it made $84 million, which is really good. Um, the number two horror movie that year was A Nightmare on Elm Street. And uh, I'll get into that a little bit more when we talk about disappointments. But I was surprised that movie made $63 because, spoiler alert, not good. Also, the number three movie was made my disappointments. Like, 2010 was a disappointing year for, for horror movies. Like, if you go down this list here, like, of the, of the top ten. Yeah, Saw 3D was, was alright, but it was like, uh, Resident Evil Afterlife was trash. Last Exorcism sucked. Uh, you know what? A little surprising one. The Crazies, which is a remake of the George Romero original. I actually really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was really well done. Don't know if I've ever seen it. It's see, you might have. I I feel like we might have seen it together one time, but it was it was um they're kind of like zombies, but they're not. There was like this this uh, chemical that got dumped on this small like midwestern town, and the whole mm-hmm. town's going crazy and they get quarantined. It's about like a, a guy and his family trying to get out, get out of the town, mm-hmm. and the um. I can't remember the main actor's name, but he's like you would know him if you saw his face. He was in Once Upon a Time in in um Hollywood. Brad Pitt. Yeah, no, it wasn't Brad Pitt. It was he was in scenes with him like when they were on that Western movie set. He was like the other guy that was like opposite of um Leonardo DiCaprio. I could look it up, but it's it's whatever. He played the guy. He played it well, but it was Bruce well Lee. done and look, no, it was not Bruce Lee. Um <laughs> Hey, Bruce Lee was in that movie. That wasn't Bruce, Bruce Lee's been dead though. Someone was playing Bruce Lee. Oh, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, yeah, he was actually he in. Um, he, oh yeah, he was in the office. He, he mm-hmm. they hired him as that salesman, but he was also in Scream too. Yeah, Spoiler he alert: Pam. he was he was the killer in the second yeah. one. Three dates with Pam never called her back. <laughs> Man, you managed to reference the office twice, but good job. Hey, so, hey I could do a lot more than twice. If you want to hear more, than, All right, let me talk about the finish talking about the crazies though. But yeah, but the office. There was man. one scene like you would remember the opening scene because it was a little bit startling. Like they're at a baseball game, and this one random like out of his mind dude is like stumbling on the field with a shotgun. Like in the whole, pretty much the whole towns, small towns at this like little league baseball game, and people are freaking out, and the cops have to shoot and kill this guy right in front of the whole town. So it's like holy shit. Damn. Yeah, no, so yeah, that's that's like how you start. It, it's good. honestly if you get a chance, make yourself. You got your pen, paper. Make yourself no, watch the crazies. You won't be. You won't be uh, disappointed. The crazies. Let's see some other notables about 2010. Looking here, Human Centipede. That movie was 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 strange, for sure. 
Um, my soul to take that. I think that was a Wes Craven trying to get back into horror there. And it just wasn't good. (laughs) Um, another disappointment that year, George A. Romero's survival of the dead. Actually me, your brother, Dan and Tyler went down to, um, the one big theater in the near the city at the waterworks. I think it was, what's the, that big one called? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a Cinemark. That's all I know. Nah, on the Cinemark. Isn't it? I thought it was. Low. It's a Lowe's. Lowe's waterfront. Oh, ew. And we went to see that down there because it was a limited release and like things like that. And we had also went and saw when they had done when he released his last one, the the Diary of the Dead, the the first person camera one. And Survival of the Dead was easily George Romero's worst film. Like it was not good. Which nice. is disappointing. Nice. Um, let's see some other notables. Hatchet too. I kind of like the Hatchet franchise. Super, super, super gory. You got Kane, Kane Hodder, who's played Jason in like four, three or four films. I think it was. He he plays the main killer there, uh, Victor Crawley. So definitely a cool series if you just want to throw on some mindless stuff going on there. All right, on to 2011. Weird to say 2011 gonna be weird to say like 2020 2021 it really it finally does really feel like the future except for everything's like shit <laughs> i wouldn't say everything shit it's I'd not organizations are shit yeah if it's even crazy to think like the how far technology has come even like look look at your phone right Seems now from like 2010 weird. to like 2020 weird it, man i know and i remember seeing the like the nokia in like giant eagle I remember going into Giant Eagle and buying Nintendo 64 cartridges. <laughs> that, it really ages me, and that was like one year. It, yeah, you were one years old when that came out. Me and your brother were playing. You were just like pooping your pants. I mean, that's no different than when me and your brother play video games now. You're just still pooping your pants, <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't like disgraceful. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't disgraceful when you, did, you were doing it back then. I'm more prepared. There's a bucket. There's diapers. There's wipes. There's there's patterns. All right. <laughs> 2011. So starting off the year here, another par- domination by uh, Paranormal Activity, the third one, which I was saying before, that's probably my favorite of the series. Uh, I thought that one was really well. I had some good scares in there. Um, big one for you, the number two one that year, Insidious. So that's when the Insidious franchise starts. 2011, and would they get? They got four four Insidious, Insidiouses out in uh, this decade. Yeah, they got four of them. They got, got, we got a little, uh, after that, I got a little Final Destination 5, which is, um, I don't know. They all blend together, but I enjoy the Final Destinations because they're just so ridiculous. the other day. Like, I just watched it with you. Oh, uh, was that f- three? That was three with the roller coaster. Yes. We'll watch three and four because three was the roller coaster, then four was the the NASCAR one. Yes, yeah. Which their movies are so ridiculous, but you can just, they're entertaining. Uh, Scream Four, which got a lot of, it came out an awkward time, but if you look back on it, honestly, it had a pretty good message to it. Um, I I enjoyed Scream Four as well. Um, it was definitely better than Three. Scream Three was was real bad, but if if I had to rank them, I'd probably go one, two, four, then three. Like really, realistically, the only really good screams the first one. That's a classic, and it's really the only one. But I mean, two wasn't that bad. 
No, it wasn't. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, it's, like, one way up top by itself, and then lesser, like, two, four, and then three down to the dumpster. Um, yeah. Then you had the right, three. So there was a lot of, early on in the decade, a lot of, like, exorcism-style, like, priest, like, Which is possession beautiful. movies and stuff. But, yeah, a lot of them were poorly done, though. But they, I know, they have, but that, that's the style of horror movies that I like. Paranormal. You're big on like the paranormal, like possession type. Okay. Yes, because because in my in my opinion, like I believe in ghosts. First of all, in my opinion, that's something like we can't control at all. So like, if it happens, like you're kind of screwed. Like, how many times are you gonna walk in? And you're gonna just, you're just gonna be like trapped and like find yourself trying to escape from puzzles from a little jigsaw puppet man. You know, it's, you're like. Well, first know. off, if you were in that situation, you weren't you weren't gonna escape, so you, no, you wouldn't have to worry. Just one the answer to one time. Um, yeah, but you're. More, I'm, I'll give like, I'll I'm give you a little backstory in that. I used to be around. like, I'm not saying I don't believe whatever. I'm like I'm open to it. I, there's a lot of stuff we don't know, but I used to worry about it more like when I was younger. But the older I got, and the more tired I got from like work and just general life, it's like whatever like if there's a ghost or something creepy gonna come i'm too tired i'm just gonna stay sleeping anyway if you're gonna murder me in my sleep dude i don't give a fuck <laughs> but um what else we got going here shark knight 3d i actually did see that in theaters that movie was not good it was cheesy but it was a little ridiculous the 3d effects sucked on it you ever seen that one no they go <laughs> they go to this like lake house so it's sharks at a lake and it's this one like I can't even remember the specifics if they were a cartel or a gang that was like stealing like exotic things and somehow they released these sharks into the lake and they're like eating like teenagers. But here's the thing like this is something like Jaws is my favorite movie like we talked about this a little bit but something about like shark films there's always like the easiest solution for me. It's like just don't ever go in the water again. <laughs> they can't come get you. <laughs> Um, what else we got here? Another disappointment uh, of that year for sure is the thing. Um, and that was even though it has the same, which is a big thing that I hate that that they have been doing recently. Like they released Halloween twenty, and you have to put in parentheses twenty eighteen. Like Halloween is the sequel to the original Halloween, which is also titled Halloween. Like I hated how studios started doing this. So the thing is actually a prequel to the nineteen eighty two John Carpenter's The Thing. So I don't know why they just couldn't call it something different, but um, this one's disappointing because they, in the same way that the Wolfman was disappointing, mm -hmm. um, both of those movies had extensive practical effects created created for them, mm -hmm. which would have amplified the movie themselves because both of those movies actually have pretty solid stories. Just one of the major issues is the CGI in both of them looks so so bad um in in the upsetting part is behind the scenes it turns out both of those films had extensive animatronics and, and props made that would have elevated the movie a lot that at some point some executive said nah we're just gonna throw in shitty C cgi and just shit on the movie so that's another disappointing one there um well, I actually forgot about this movie, but it was actually pretty solid. It was the Kevin Smith movie Red State, which never saw it. Yeah, you're 
This is why your brother adds a little bit to something on the podcast book because he we actually would we'd actually go see these movies in theaters. Actually, actually came out on on our birthday. Little backstory to people who don't know: me and Dylan's brother Aaron that was on the last podcast have the same birthday. <laughs> if people if people like really do their homework, they just found out your birthday. Yeah, well, that's a little Easter egg. All right, give some people some little little stuff to look forward to. <laughs> but oh, uh, the boy. movie's uh, Red State. Um, John Goodman was in it. It was the these group of people that were taken, pretty much kidnapped by this cult-like church, and then like the 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 police department or whatever they were trying to get them back. And there's a couple twists and turn, and it was actually very well done. Um, I enjoyed it. I don't know about you, book. Actually, I know about you. You didn't see it, so who knows? You even watch movies? Uh, once upon a time, uh, I turned on the telly telly. Let me stop you right there. Okay. Uh, what else we got going on? They they released another human centipede. This is where the human centipedes just started getting like real stupid. Like the first one was like, what the fuck? Like it's something that you really hadn't seen before. And then the guy, I think uh, his name was Tom Six that made those movies, just started getting like real weird with it. Like that guy's a weird guy. Um, let's see any other un- notables that charted here. Not really. Not really. Are you ready for 2012, Bug? I've been, what were uh, you doing in 2012? 2012 was a good year for me. Um, 2012. So 2012 was the last year I think I played baseball. Okay. But 20, I was, 2012, I was playing college football. No big deal. NBD. <laughs> that's, that's the year that I really stepped up my basketball game. And I went from being a little boy to a big boy because I, I probably so there is between 2011 and 2000. I don't want to be mean, Pug, but I, I didn't really care that much. <laughs> so the point is, I was in a gym somewhere. Okay. So I didn't watch movies. Plus, I was a little little wee boy, and my super religious parents were not letting me watch bad movies see this is where we differ because i um i was i was obviously still like doing the gym stuff like that but i i don't ever i don't really sleep i sleep like two hours a night so i'm always up so i always have all that extra time for movies and stuff like that i'd always pretty much starting starting a friday night go to the movie theaters like i've always been a big like movie theater guy um i am now but back then no uh, so starting 2012, we got a, another Paranormal Activity at the top of the box office. Part 4, grossed 53 mil. Um, I wouldn't say the worst in the series, but there's a steep drop-off from 3 to 4. The only cool thing they had in, in Part 4 was that, remember the Xbox, like, Connect camera that projects, like, the dots out? Yeah. They had a scene in there with that. And it like traced the outline of like the demon or ghost, whatever it was, in that. So that was that was a kind of a cool scene, but the rest of it was just stupid. <laughs> yeah, good one. Uh, we had the devil inside. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was another, um, like one of those possession type movies. And then we had mm-hmm. the possession, which wasn't half bad, but that was like a demon possessing one. Who the the dad in that movie was actually Negan from The Walking Dead. Then we get another one, which I actually enjoyed. It could have been better, but it, it it did have some really cool moments in it. Sinister. 
Oh yeah, I love Sinister. Yeah, I. It's just a shame because I really didn't like the second one. Like if they, they could have took the first one, which was a solid film, and like expanded or or polished it up a little bit in in subsequent sequels. They could have had a a lasting franchise there, but the second one kind of is just like. I don't know. It just it just isn't good. <laughs> yeah, they could have done so much more with it. And it also know. it also had this. The first Sinister had Ethan Hawke in it, and that's he's an actor that doesn't get the respect. Like he's a very good actor. I just feel like maybe he doesn't have like the best agent. Like he needs to be getting in in more films. I just don't. Uh, I don't know. Here's one I went and saw in theaters, and I totally forgot about this movie. But now I see it on the list here: Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Yeah, how is that? Uh, it was, it was just, it was, it was like a CG Abraham Lincoln fighting vampires and like doing like kung fu and shit. It's on that sounds cool, but on execution, when you see it, it's like, man, I just wasted like twelve bucks on this movie. <laughs> uh, another one I saw in theaters, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Because before I went, the reviews for it were like, this is awesome, Return to Form, was Texas Chainsaw 3D. Mm-hmm. And that one was, this was like, they really weren't doing this at the time, but this seemed like the first one that started doing that, because like Halloween had done it, like the newest one, where you ignore all the sequels, and you, this movie's just a sequel to the original one. I think they call it like a legacy sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did that. This was the sequel to the first one, but there's so many dumb plot holes in this movie, like... So they show stuff like modern times, like the one character is like using a, a iPhone to FaceTime. And the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre took place in the 70s. And long story short, it's about the cousin of the original like Leatherface coming in and inheriting the property because the rest of the family's dead. And, and coming in, she doesn't really know this because she was adopted. But the ages wouldn't add up. She would have been in like her late thirties if she had been a baby, like during the first one. But then, so if this was to be the age that she was in the movie, it would it would have to take place in like the nineties. It was the the script on this one was so just poorly put together. Like I was so disappointed. I was like, I don't know how this is getting these hyped up reviews. Like I went into the theater expecting like an awesome like follow up to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and I was like the crazy to say but the um the remake was was a way better film than this one uh but the, the one bright side though is my favorite actress well not, not because of her acting but because of the way she looks alexander daddario is in this one oh yeah yes yeah yeah oh so i give okay. this a 10 out of 10 <laughs> Ooh hey 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 <laughs> Oh, hey. <laughs> All right, let's get back into this here. What else on the chart here? Number eight, good old uh, Chernobyl Diaries. So I got a little... Chernobyl. Yeah, I got a funny story about this. So we actually went... Uh, it was my, me and my girlfriend at the time went with your brother and his girlfriend to the drive-in all the way up, like, what's that, like 30 minutes, 40 minutes from our house? Yes. At the time, our house at the time. Um, <laughs> I cannot remember the first movie we watched was a lot better but it's a, it's a double feature and the second one was Chernobyl Diaries like that's the only way I saw this movie in theaters because it was like 
Honestly, it wasn't really half yeah, but it was like she. There was like a bear in it, like coming at him. But it's like um, <laughs> like a documentary, like camera style film movie. But why can I not remember the first movie I saw before the the first movie that that we was paired with this was like so good too. I don't know. Anyway, not relevant to the points. But second one came on. We were watching this, and his girlfriend, which you know she was weird, uh, pulled out a. <laughs> A bag of linguine noodles. And she goes, opens them up, and goes, does anyone want some linguine? Like, when you go to a movie theater, you're eating popcorn, you're eating candy, you're eating snacks. No one wants to <laughs> eat linguine, and to top it off, there was no forks or nothing. Would she want us to just barehand reach in and eat some fucking linguine? Like, you fucking kidding me? Wait, 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 what? Yeah, she brought a bag of linguine with her. Why? With no utensils or anything. Like, would she can just reach in and just eat linguine, like, with the sauce and stuff on them, like, bare hand in the, <laughs> in the drive-in? I don't know. Yeah, they had sauce on them. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck did you just ask me? Like, you want me to take my, my bare-ass hand in there and just scoop up some linguine? <laughs> she was just being polite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got some linguine here if you guys yeah. want to take a bite. Alright, back to our list here. What else we got going on? The Collection, the sequel to The Collector, which, not not a big fan of The Collection. I liked The Collector, I didn't, just the direction that The Collection went in. Wasn't a big fan, but apparently they're making a um, sequel to come out here in the next couple years, The Collected. Uh, I think that was directed by Marcus Dunstan. I can't remember. Jesus. Punch him. I can't punch my cat. Uh, what else we got that came out? VHS, which that's like the anthology, which there was a couple a couple creepy ones. I think the second VHS had one of the creepier ones. Um, there was like an alien alien scene, like there's people like sleeping over and there's this real creepy aliens, but those those were pretty solid. I always watch those on Netflix. Um, any other notables here? Yeah, not really. This is before we're getting into the, the real meat of the decade. 2013, this is where we're starting to get real good. This is so, what turned me on to you for a movie. This is when Bug first realized he was like a coherent person. So starting off the number one here and definitely a highlight of the decade. Um, very enjoyable horror movie for me. The Conjuring. That mm-hmm. grossed $137 million. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that in theaters. I just well, I remember the when the the previews came out first, and people were like, "What the fuck?" Like the the first in the previews, they showed the hands where she had like the light, and then like she's doing that clap, and then those hands clap behind her. It's like, oh shit! But that one, I remember seeing that in theaters too. Yeah, that, that one was, was really cool. well done. Um, then you got your good old Insidious Chapter Two, which I wasn't the biggest fan of the second one. Oh, I love the second one too. Of course you do. It was all about Patrick Wilson. Yeah, and who doesn't love P. Will? <laughs> Is that what you and that's what you and your boys call? I I guess so. We haven't really decided on anything. The boys are so indecisive these days. <laughs> uh, we had after that Mama, which that one, um, <clears throat> it was all right. It was like yeah. kind of a cool story, but I didn't like it that much. Yeah, I did like. Let's put it in perspective. I like Scary Movie 5's uh, uh, parody of Mama. 
I think it was Scary Movie Five. I don't even remember. It's what it's one with Ashley Tisdale. Tisdale. Yeah, I can't even remember. There was a time when I would see like starting with the third one, those movies and theaters, but I can't they're they're like forgettable. Like the first two are absolutely hilarious. Even the third one. The third one still cracks me up, but Oh no, yeah, the first that. three are great. Four or five are trash. But oh. I like I liked the parody more than I like Mama. Yeah, the that Mama one was like it was a cool concept, but Not after a while it just loses. Yeah, and like the way it ends is like kinda like eh. There's a lot of times on a movie you, you've you've seen movies with me where it's like there's that pause before the movie's over and I'm just like mm, I don't know <laughs> except for oh, when yeah. we saw saw Star Wars I literally turned to you and I was like no that's not that's oh, not you, right <laughs> that's the best reaction I think I've ever heard you turn to me and goes this movie fucking sucks I gotta piss <laughs> dude I've never had a piss so bad in my life. The movie, well, first off, the movie's two and a half hours long, and you figured since we were seeing a movie, which I didn't even know they had movie times at one fifteen a.m., that they, the average movies nowadays, they put too many pre. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, I love seeing the previews, but I usually, because you know this is who I am as a person, I use the previews as a buffer. Like, say, the movie's supposed to start at one fifteen. I know that I got 30 minutes of previews, so I can walk in the door at, like... 140 and i'll be good the movie won't start yet but it's uh that movie had 50 minutes worth of previews so we we didn't walk out of the theater till what 4 30 in the morning yeah i was gonna say i didn't get home till i think it was either 4 30 or 4 45 yeah that was that was nuts um anyway back to the list here so i'm looking at these and I'm actually thinking 2013 is a year I see I I saw a lot of these movies in theaters. Uh, Evil Dead the remake I saw that in theater. Well, that's technically like a reboot and could be in the same universe as the originals. But I thought that one was actually done really well. Um, the one scene where they're down in like the flooded basement and that that was shot really well it was a really creepy scene. Like it wasn't like a, a cheap jump scare, but some of the practical effects in that one were real good. Like when um, the one girl cuts her tongue in a half with the, uh, like, a, was an electric knife, whatever those are called, carvers. There's some good stuff in that. Evil, the Evil Dead reboot. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you had the Carrie remake, which, I don't know, wasn't for me. Like, then, You're Next, I did see that one in theaters, and I'm not gonna lie, that was probably my favorite movie of the whole entire decade. And we'll t I'll talk about that a little bit later when we're talking about our favorites. But that movie, I just remember walking out of theaters and just be like, "This is what this, I didn't know I want th wanted this, but this is the movie that I wanted." This is what I'm gonna get. Uh, you got a another Paranormal Activity marked ones, which that was very bad, not good. <laughs> yes. uh, Dark Skies, which when the original trailers came out, that looked like it was gonna be awesome. It was about aliens coming and like messing with this family and no one's believing them um even had the dude that played j jonah jameson in it as like a professor type like you know in sinister there was like the professor that was played by vincent d'onofrio from law yeah. and order he, he plays a similar type role there but that one was also disappointing yeah um the trailers made it look good though what else did we have going on here 
Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem, which that one was just more weird than anything. Like, movie starts off with naked old lady witch titties, and it's like, hmm, I don't really want to be seeing this. <laughs> but it, it, it's different. It has a lot of good imagery, but I don't know that I liked it. Like, you know, you see some movies, you're like, I'm not sure if I like this or not. That's why when I first saw Lords of Salem, um, you got the Wicker Wicker Man. That's not the remake. Now that's I guess for a special anniversary they re released that. But speaking of, did you ever see the the Wicker Man remake with Nicolas Cage? You probably at least seen the clips when he's like the bees, the goddamn bees. Yes, I have. Yeah. seen the clips. I haven't seen the movie. Honestly, it's not worth seeing the movie. The clips are like the only thing that make it worthwhile. Like when he oh. runs up and he just like front kicks that little girl. <laughs> you know what movie? I don't think it was listed under 2010. But you know what movie came out in 2010? What? Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Oh, well, because this is just like the box office charting, but I, I that is a very good movie. That movie I actually probably watched it on Netflix hilarious. like five or six times over yeah, the years. Yeah, it, it's hilarious. I like both those actors. Like yes. the, the chubbier one, he was he used to be on this TV show that I would watch sometimes about it was like this guy had to deal with the devil and had to get like souls back or something like that. I forget what it was. Reaper, I think it was called something like that. But he was the friend on that. He was funny. And then the was, the other main guy was Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Yeah, that was actually a really good one. That was that was pretty unique too because it was like the group of people thought that they were the killers, but they were really just trying to help him out. And the other friend was like the possessed killer, or whatever. Like it was, and it was entered to the, the most of all. If you're gonna make a horror comedy, it has to be funny, and that was funny and entertaining. Yes. What else we got on the list here? VHS two. That's that one I was saying before. Had that cool alien segment. Uh. Other than that, nothing really, really notable there. So on to 2014. 2014 you're getting a lot of a lot of spin-offs here so you got annabelle which wasn't very wasn't Trash. wasn't yeah the first one so they actually started getting good so i'll give credit on that but that first one was not was really just, worth your time but did make trash. it did make money for him um you had ouija which that was actually pretty ouija. solid yeah pronounced ouija no um delivers from evil which that's another one of those um, like possession ones, which I actually did see that in theaters, and it was actually pretty solid. The villain in that movie was actually pretty cool. I think that's one has Eric Bana as one of like the cops, or like Ooh. he was like the ex priest. Oculus was pretty solid. That one had some like creepy moments. Um, the the woman in black too. I I mean I can't really say much. I really don't remember that one too much. I know it's solid. The first one was the one with Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Um, what else did he have going on here? Tusk. That's another Kevin Smith one, which I thought was pretty solid. Doesn't really give much credit. Uh, Johnny Depp plays like a a small part as a um, weird like French Canadian detective. Jason Long gets turned into a like human walrus. It was it mm -hmm. was weird. And it was but it was it was good. It was entertaining. Um. Oh, we got we got one here. This one's definitely I know this one's on your disappointment list and it was on mine too, but I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you take that for the disappointment. But the Babadook, like oh 
talk Can I just a, say one thing about it right talk now? Talk about an overrated movie. Jesus Christ. I'm just, I'm just going to say one thing about it right now. What? That was a wet fart. If you couldn't. Not a good wet fart. Damn. It was an overreacted wet fart. A wet fart that you thought shit was going to come out of, but nothing came out. Jeez. All right, what else we got going on 2014? I didn't... Re- I, I forgot about this. So this is a, a thing that I'm real big on, too. Um, I'll just briefly talk about. But anytime... Because obviously there's been a, a, a ton of classic movies that have come out before we were born. Um, but I, I've always been big growing up. Like, I'd watch them with my grandpa and stuff like old, like, horror movies. And I don't know, this one's like science fiction, but the original one's kind of like horror, but... In 20, um, 2014, they had the original Godzilla, the Japanese version with subtitles back in theaters, which I, I originally came up on the, the American version, like the King of Monsters with uh, Raymond Burr and, and stuff like that, which it's it's a fine movie. But if you want to see like that movie to the extent, see the original Gojira. And that was back in theaters. I remember going to see that in 2014 as well. I didn't remember it, it was in 2014, but... But now that I see this on the list, that's that's when I did go back and see that. Yeah. Um, I have to check and see what other ones are probably going to be. 30th, 40th, whatever anniversary coming up. It's definitely, they always do those Fathom events, which are real cool. You get a chance, definitely go. Certain movies you've seen like your whole life, they, they just hit differently on the th- in like the big screen bug. I know, that's why I want to see a lot of like original ones classic that's if i ever got real big i would just invest in my own like personal movie theater and i'd go i wouldn't get like digital copies i'd go back and get the actual like physical like reels and put them through that way that's so expensive though yeah but that's like stupidly expensive yeah that's why i said like you gotta get real big invent something bug jesus whoops (laughs) What else is on this list here? Exists. That's that one was actually made by the dudes that made um, Blair Witch Project, mm. and I saw that on. This is like two or three years ago on Stars. It was like randomly on at like three in the morning, and it was. I mean, it wasn't terrible. It was like goofy though. It's like about Bigfoot. It was like a mockumentary, like kind of like Blair Witch, but they were looking for Bigfoot, and like Bigfoot's like throwing a Bigfoot. Spoiler: alert, Bigfoot kills him at the end. Kind of funny. Yes. All right, yeah. on to 2015. Twenty twenty fifteen. I mean, I guess there's worse ways to go. Like, uh, you got killed by Bigfoot. You got killed by a mythological that like fifty well, percent of the world doesn't believe in. Yeah, but if if at that point and they could prove it, like you'd go down in the history books, like Philip Boggs got murdered by a big hairy ape. We found we found him. There he is. First reported case of death by Bigfoots. All right, 2015. So uh, I actually remember going and seeing this with a group of people, which is weird because it's not really. This one wasn't really made for our like my age group at the time, but it was based upon a series of books, which like really defined my childhood. Like obviously, I liked horror coming up, but like when you're a kid, like there's certain things that get get you in it, like the Goosebumps books and the TV series or on Nickelodeon when they had Are You Afraid of the Dark. 
So I did see that that was the top grosser that year, Goosebumps, $79 million in 2015 there, which I thought that movie was, I mean, it was entertaining. It wasn't made for me, but it was entertaining, and I'll pretty much see Jack Black in anything. Yeah, it was good for one reason, one reason only. Jack Black. I thought you said because you went to the theater with those little kids. No, I was the theater with the little kids. 2015, you weren't a little kid. 2015. That was yeah, five years 20, ago. 2015, I turned 18. Yeah, that's you're going to jail. I turned like a big boy. <laughs> uh, what else? We, no, uh, Insidious trash. Chapter 3. I, I like the third one. No, the third one was trash. Is that the there was third one, the prequel one? Yeah, the one without Patrick Wilson. <laughs> you don't even like Insidious. You just like Patrick Wilson. Uh, no, I do like Insidious. Okay. But the third one I thought was trash. That's some other things. Pol- Poltergeist remake. Um, mm-hmm. really, really doesn't stand up to the original. There. No. Um, this one was actually surprisingly good. Unfriended. That was the one that was told mostly through like the they're like skyping and stuff like that. Like that one's pretty. Oh solid. yeah, yeah. Crimson Peak, the uh, Guillermo del Toro one, which that one's really not as horror. It's like spooky. There's ghosts, but I don't know. Visually, it looked really good, but it was kind of a bore. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Sinister Two, which we already talked about. That does not as good as the first one. Uh, Lazarus Effect also didn't really do it for me, as well as the next one, The Gallows. I thought that was cheesy, but that's where like Blumhouse was first starting to get big when they're um, like producing and putting those movies out. He had the last uh, Paranormal Activity that they released, the the Ghost Dimension, which that one was also garbage. I think that one was in 3D as well. Here's another one that was run limited and super hyped and also made my disappointment list. And a lot of people love this movie, talk about how great it is. Um, it follows, and I remember walking out of the theater because before it came out, like this is when it really started the rash, and you're gonna see this with a lot of movies um, that that come out, specifically with this studio A24. They're always hyping up like this is the scariest movie ever, like people whatever, like and studios have done that for years, but that's like their main draw because they're like a smaller studio, and they produce these movies for small amounts and they make a ton of money with them. Um, but it follows was all hyped. They're like, oh, it's in the background and stuff. And I just thought, personally, it was trying to just do stuff that other movies had done a lot better. Like everything in it follows was done better in the original Halloween. But anyway, that was on there. Um, Green Inferno, I'd seen that one. I don't know. I did see that one in the theaters. That was like, yeah, it was different. It's a throwback to Eli Roth's throwback to like old, like Cannibal Holocaust, Cannibal Ferox, like those old uh, Grindhouse style movies. And it was a little bit too polished compared to those old, like something about being grainy and that Grindhouse made it feel more realistic than a high polished, like uh, Hollywood production. Um, what else do we got on this list? Your boy, the Babadook, shows up again. <laughs> yeah, I'm done with that. I don't he, want to talk about it. You got uh, the Human Centipede Three. Nothing really much to say about that. <laughs> yeah, just skip over that. All right, let's get out to uh, good old 2016. We're getting close to modern day. This is where 
like things really start picking up. You got the Conjuring two, which is I'd say on par with the first one. And there was actually scenes in the Conjuring two that really creeped me out because I used to have like recurring nightmares when I was younger, and it was like literally like spot for spot like a scene that was in that movie. Like picture me being I went and saw because this is when I was living in Cleveland like for work. And I went and saw this in the theaters by myself, and I remember just being like, oh my fuck. Like, picture like you have a nightmare from ages like 8 to 10, like once a month. And then you get older, you forget about that nightmare. And then years down the line, you're sitting in a movie theater, and the nightmare you used to have plays out exactly on the screen. You be shitting your pants. Like that scene in that movie where the kid's like walking in the hallway and it's like real quiet. Then you just hear someone yell, like full out, like yell, like from the room down the hallway. Like I used to have that dream all the time, but so good movie, and it also made a hundred and two million dollars. Another big one that year, which was really hyped, and I wouldn't say it was still a good movie, but a minor disappointment for me was Don't Breathe. That movie had a lot of uh, a lot of plot holes in it that I didn't. That kind of took me out of the experience. Yeah, I got things to say about that. <laughs> we had the uh, purge election year. We really didn't talk much about the purge. The other ones, but during during this decade, a lot of the purge. In which I'll go see them. Um, I still feel like there's a good story to tell in there. It's just when they They're come, yeah, they they come. They release these movies from different perspectives each time, and they're just not as as interesting as they could be. Like, there's there's a good story you could tell in the Purge universe that would be really compelling, but the ones they choose are just like, uh, and people make dumb decisions in them too. Uh, we got Lights Out, which I don't know. I didn't really like it. The the thing with Lights Out was originally from a very short, like, 10-minute movie. Like, someone submitted to, like, a contest. And the 10-minute movie is, like, very good. It's, like, this this ghost, and it, can only, it only moves when, like, your lights are out. So if the lights are on, you're fine. And then that whole thing. In the, in the short 10-minute thing, it worked really well. It was very compelling. But it showed that if, if you drug that out to a full feature-length movie, like, there's just not enough there to keep you entertained. Uh, we had the boy. That one was was all right. About uh, Ouija Origin of Evil. That I actually really liked that one. I'm I'm pretty sure that was a Mike Flanagan one. Um, yeah, I actually love that one. That was a good one. So another one of those hyped all time scary movies, and I'll give credit. It's very well done. It it really um, focuses on like the language and the setting to really put you as as a period piece. But the movie's not scary at all. And it's like it's frustrating when you see something hyped so much, and then you go to theaters. It almost ruins it for you. You shouldn't let that like sway your perspective. But when people start agreeing with that, just because that's what they heard, is where it gets frustrating. But the witch, I remember going to see that in theaters and being like, "What the fuck? Like this is not this is not what it was advertised to be." Just a just a disappointment. Then you had the long-time follow-up to the original Blair Witch that came out in 99 with, it was just called Blair Witch, which the backstory to this was cooler than the actual movie that we got, so 
there was scheduled for like a year that this movie was going to come out, come out called the woods. And there was, I don't know if it was at a comic con screening or something like that. The people thought they were going to see this new, like early preview for this movie that was going to come out called the woods. And they sat down and the title card didn't say the woods when the movie started, it said Blair witch and turned out this was a secret sequel that was filmed to the Blair witch. Like, under a different title. So that concept was cool, but the movie itself was pretty dumb. They at least like they at least let you see the witch in that one though. Like that's my only issue with the original one. I thought the original one was put together well and stuff like that, but if they would have just given you like even a little glimpse like you see like a leg coming through the frame or something like that, like that the witch was out there, I think that would have improved the original one. But anyway. Um we have one of my surprises on here. I'll talk about that in a little bit, but the um, green room, which we were talking about the other day, which studio that I don't hate it. I just hate their marketing a 24. That movie is the best way to describe it is like real horror. It's about a like punk rock band that gets this gig playing at this, this club. And it turns out it's a club run by a bunch of, skinhead neo-nazis they witness a murder and the people in the club aren't letting them leave and they have to try to stay alive and figure a way out of here and it turns out the the head nazi that owns the place is patrick stewart and (laughs) it's acted so well and like the scenes like you've seen so many movies you figure like oh they're gonna rise up and there's a scene when they go to leave the room for the first time and they're like you think like oh they got a gun now they're gonna go out there and they're gonna fight these guys off and they're gonna kind of escape but the violence in this is so realistic like they just get wrecked at first and have to like fall back like a dog jumps on the guy and bites the dude's throat out and it's like realistic violence that's so realistic that it's like startling you're like in a real situation it doesn't play out like one person doesn't kill like 50 people then escape like especially untrained people that are just like in a punk rock band. Like it's the realism is what makes this movie scary. It's definitely, I would highly recommend the green room. Hmm. Uh, what else we got going on this year? Bug that neon demon. That one's actually pretty weird. I don't think you'd like it, but it was strange. Uh, Yeah. Then a whole bunch of just small stuff. I saw that clown one wasn't bad. That was the dad tries to dress up for his uh Oh kids. he like gets it gets stuck, it's stuck on, on his and yeah, and he starts, clown. yeah. I think you've seen that one. Yeah, I think I, I think I watched it and I think I told you to watch it because I thought it was horrible. I thought it was it was alright, nothing special. Like I wouldn't go obviously I wouldn't go out of my way to see it, but it didn't keep me entertained. That, that was and that's, that, I was going to say that's the, that's the biggest complaint a movie can get because movies can be terrible but terribly entertaining like looking at it like a train wreck or, or something like that or could have redeeming spots but if it, something's boring like that's probably like the biggest like mark you could put on a movie you're not entertaining sorry yes um, then we go into 2017 and this is where shit starts popping off for sure like it gets it gets good. Um, little movie you might have heard of, uh, Stephen King's It. In 2017, it made all of the money. That's really? actually not true. I think, like, oh, probably, no, because no, there's a lot of uh, Disney Marvel movies that made all of the money. But for a horror movie, it made 
a shit ton. 327 million. Um, we've we've talked about it a little bit. It chapter one. If you're a horror fan, definitely fucking see that movie. You're yeah, you're I'll, a fan of I'll push like the later. coming of age kids adventure, see that movie. Yeah. Good movie. Um yep. Nut also came out that year. Phenomenal movie. Um I I mean I don't really know what else to say about this. If you're a horror fan and you didn't see Get Out, like you're just doing yourself a huge disservice. Get Out, phenomenal. Jordan Peele, directorial debut, Bue, absolutely crushes it. Yeah, it was it was a lot. I didn't think he was. I was going to say that's another he thing. He doesn't come from like a horror background. To me, he comes from a comedy background, and he crushed it. Yeah, but if you think about it, in a lot of ways, like originally I had the same feelings, but if you take a step back and think about it, like. The big thing with comedy and horror, it's about setup and then payoff. Like in a horror movie, it's like the tension's built, tension's built, and then there's the big scare, the big reveal, like uh, the murder, something like that. So it's all about tension, payoff, tension, payoff. And if you look at comedy, it's the same thing. You're doing the the set line, set setting up a joke, and then there's the punchline. So there's the same formula for comedy and horror. Um, but I was skeptical at the beginning because Jordan Peele is such a goofy. Like I always liked the Key and Peele show and and stuff like that. But I didn't know like he had that in him. And and that movie was absolutely phenomenal. That movie's a masterpiece. Um, it is. It's instant classic. Instant classic. What else was I gonna say about that one? Um, and the other thing. I mean, it, it's a very serious movie, but at the same time, the comedy is hilarious. The his friend, the TSA agent, that dude's hilarious. Yes. Absolutely hilarious. Um, you also have another another surprise one coming from M. Night Shyamalan, who had The Sixth Sense, uh, Unbreakable, Signs, and then he just kind of like started producing real shit movies. Um, but this was like kind of like his comeback along with, um, I think it came out in 2014, but I had it on my list of surprises, The Visit. But then this was a, just like a one-two punch just to let you know that like, hey, he still got, got this in and was split. Uh, I remember going to see this in theaters, and the ending was like absolute crazy twist. Because at the time Split came out, you thought it was just a, a movie about um, James McAvoy's character having this split personality, where one of them's this creepy, like called the Beast that murders the people, and he has the people captured. And you're like, oh, what the hell? Like this, this is something. And then the twist that it turns out that this takes place in the same universe as. Um, M. Night Shyamalan's superhero movie with Bruce Willis, Unbreakable, which came out in 2002. So what was that? 15 years before? Like, that was the biggest twist to me. I was in the movie theater and, like, there wasn't many people in there with me. Eventually, I guess, a lot of people saw it, but I just remember sitting there and just when they showed Bruce Willis's character, then I was like, what the fuck? But the follow-up, Glass, was not, was not good. But th- this was... This was uh, uh, definitely a bright spot and unexpected for me at the time. Um, Annabelle Creation, which I thought was really good. Yeah, uh, that was great. that was the I, one as well. Whereas, like, what the forties or fifties, it takes place at that farmhouse. The There's that cool scene with the the scarecrow in the barn. Yeah. Um, another one I really liked was Happy Death Day, that made fifty five million. I thought that was. I mean, not super, as far as, like, in the horror genre, kind of unique with the, the time travel and stuff, but um, 
I'd consider it more. I thought it was fresh. I I think the big part about that is the main actress, and I don't, I can't remember her name, but she really carried that movie. I thought she did a really good job, and the comedy in that was funny as well. Um, I know you don't probably don't like her scene at the end of the movie though, when he's like, "Oh yeah, it's just like Back to the Future," and she's like, "What's Back to the Future?" Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah, that that kind of turned me off. Um, Another one I saw in theaters that year. The girl? Yeah, she's old. No, she's not. She's old. She's up there. She's definitely not 19 like she's supposed to be in the movie when she's in college. I'm 40 years old. Dude, she's up there. I'm telling you right now. I'm looking it up. Can you hear that? My mouse is... <laughs> I gotta get a new mouse. No, I can't. Alright, cool. What have we got? Alien Covenant. Happy she was Death born Day. in 1987. Yeah, dude. She's practically 40. What? She's three years older than me. It makes means she's 32. Not dude. even yet. She was born in May of that. She's You're like... about to hit 40. Jeez. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, where the fuck yeah. were we here? Um, she's like... All right, she's 10 years, 12 years older than she's supposed to be in that movie. What else do we got going on here? Alien Covenant, absolute garbage. Uh, the whole concept of the the two most recent in the Alien franchise that came out, Prometheus and Alien Covenant, the, the biggest issue I have in movies is when characters are dumb and we're supposed to just accept that. So both Prometheus and Alien Covenant have the same issue that's these are supposed to be highly trained, highly educated scientists, and they do the stupidest thing. Let's go on an uninhabited, um, unexplored alien world, and we're not going to wear any type of suit or protection. We don't know what's here. Oh, there's like a snake creature in here? Let's put our face over it. I wonder what it does. Like, that's stupid. You're supposed to be highly intelligent characters, and you do dumb shit. Like, that takes me right out of a movie. Visually, though, that those two movies do look good, but... Plot-wise, stupid, hey, stupid, stupid, stupid. You know what that means, stupid writers. Um, uh, A little bit of a surprise, 47 meters down. That one was surprisingly not bad, where they're trapped in that that shark diving cage at the 47 meters down in the ocean. The twist, the twist, the twist, I'm not going to ruin it for you, the twist in that one's good, though. Okay. And it's, it, it lines up with stuff that happens in reality, like the effect that caused the twist is definitely, that's a real thing. So if you get a chance to check that one, I didn't see the second one though, but yeah, worth a watch. Uh, Jigsaw, which was a follow up after a couple years to um, the last Saw movie, didn't do it for me. Rings, also garbage. And also a big part about the rings that pisses me off is they had lined up to produce the next Friday the 13th movie before they got into that whole legal battle over the rights. They had a set amount of time they could make it, started their production, and Paramount Pictures that had the rights back released the rings movie, which nobody wanted, made, they lost a shit ton of money on it, and then they stopped making, they stopped the production on their horror movies. So that cost us having another Friday the 13th movie before... Um, the rights battle started, so fuck the rings. Gotcha, I did not know that. All right, and then you come down to another A24 production, which the trailer on this movie looked fucking 
awesome. I convinced your brother didn't want to go. I convinced him to go. We went and saw that movie, and we both walked out of the theaters and were so pissed off. It comes at night. Let me let me spoil this for you. Nothing comes at night. There's nothing. Yeah. I'll talk. I'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to our uh, our surprises. Um. Or our, our disappointments. Uh, what else you got? You got they released the Jeepers Creepers three that was nowhere close to on par with the first two. Just an absolute garbage movie. It looked like, honestly, it looked like it was a uh, like a sci-fi channel movie. Uh, you had the Void, which I ended up watching on Netflix. Um, looked good. Story really didn't do it for me. That was that. That was an ad that somehow popped up. Oh, yeah, on the one website I was on, is it that the numbers.com website? If you scroll up over that, it starts. I, I found that out before the episode, I should have told you. Hey, my bad. Whoops. All right, let's go on to uh, 2018 here. You got A Quiet Place, which I thought was okay. It got really great reviews. Um, I thought it was an all right movie. It was... Uh, Written by your boy, Jim from The Office, John Krasinski. Uh, him and his wife were in it. Uh, well acted. A little bit of plot holes in that movie that kind of take you out of it. That's why I don't go as high on that, but definitely a solid movie. Um, he also had the follow-up to Halloween, which was a sequel to the original one, um, which production-wise visually looked really good. Also had a little bit of issues with the plot, but it was good to see a, a solid Halloween sequel made. Um, you had the nun, which was disappointing to me because that character is creepy. Um, the the female actor that they have play the nun, like she is they such a uniquely so looking person. It's creepy. Yeah, they just made it like jump scare, jump scare, stupid jump scare after one after yeah. another. And the story was the story didn't fit into the Conjuring universe, which this is pulled off of, where everything's very there's a ton of paranormal obviously but realism based where this one is like involves the blood of god and ah, stupid uh you had the first purge which actually i, I kind of like the first purge i thought they did a good job not bad uh insidious for the last key which i i, I really that like one. i like the way the demon looked in that one the, the we'll yeah. see the key like the key guy key, key man master. yeah no that one actually was it was a decent movie I'd recommend watching that. Goosebumps too, which pretty much same as the then first. Watch it, yeah. super childish. Um, then you had another A twenty four that was way hyped. Um, as all oh, this is the scariest. And another thing, like that's where the marking issues is, because Hereditary is a very good movie, but it's not scary. There's a lot of tension. Very very good acting. Tony Collette crushes it in it. Um, it's like a, a very sad story about dealing with grief and. But the the final act in that movie is like it's supposed to be scary, but it's so goofy. Like I was in the theater and people were like genuinely laughing. Um, but it, it was a, it was a good movie, but it's just another A twenty four marketed wrong. Well, I guess when you make on a small budget like that forty four million, I guess technically business wise it was marketed right. But it, it it's that's the type of marketing that that the causes causes like division and makes the film very divisive um and, and people have arguments over it but it, it is a quality film it's not the scary it's not scary but it's, it's very quality um yeah that terrible slender man movie that they released was stupid um a movie i was not this made my surprises list not expecting 
to be good, which I, I wouldn't say it's good, so a little caveat with my surprises. I'm not saying that this movie was good, but it entertained me a lot more than I thought was The Strangers Pray at Night. It was a sequel to The Strangers that came out 10 years after the first one came out. and um, I would definitely say... I was going to say the last decade, but I guess that's technically two decades ago now. The, the two, 2000s, Strangers was one of the better horror movies in the 2000s. Um, what else we got going on this list? I'm trying had, to think. had a sequel to Unfriended, which I don't think I saw that one. Hellfest I saw. It was not very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing really too crazy, a bunch of smaller things further down the list there. And that brings us up to the most recent year. Where what, you... what year did uh, that movie with James Franco come out? The the bank heist one? Or I think it's called The Heist. I don't know. It was on Netflix. Did you watch that yet? Yeah, I didn't really like it. Dude, it was so funny though. Like that was one of those movies where like it was it was really bad. There was a lot of like holes in that plot, but it was so funny to me. Yeah, that's I mean that's the thing. There's a lot of bad movies I like, but I just didn't really keep me entertained. Um all right, so let's go to 2019 here. Um you got the big one, which I didn't I still thought it was solid. Didn't like it as much as is the the first one, but Honestly, if you look at the way the stories are set up, the the adult part was always the weaker story of the the it novel. Um, but it chapter two came out this year, made two hundred eleven million dollars, which is insane for a horror movie. Still, uh, Annabelle comes home, which I thought that was another solid one. I still liked Annabelle creation better, but I, I liked what they did with Annabelle comes home. Another little bit disappointment for me was uh scary stories to tell in the dark which growing up as a kid in the uh 90s there everyone would get those books at the scholastic school fair scholastic school fairs and stuff like that and the art on them was so creepy it's like honestly you felt like a kid like you shouldn't even have this like the stories were, were good in those and the sad part is the most ideal thing you could make with this is if you would have made it anthology or even an anthology where it had characters that connected and stuff but they Kind of made it like the Goosebumps movie, where it was like all like jammed in there, and it it just really, it really didn't do it for me there. Uh, Curse of La Llorona, which also takes place in the Conjuring universe, was not good. Um, I don't know, not much to say about that. The no, the Pet Cemetery remake looked all right, wasn't really necessary, and I really didn't like how they ended it. Um, crawl. We we reviewed that one. That was that was definitely a surprise for me. I don't know about you. I didn't put it on the surprise list, but I felt like in a review oh, a of it earlier, definitely something I did not expect. Yeah, we didn't. Th I remember at first you didn't want to go see that movie. Yeah, because I thought it was going to be super cheesy. Here comes uh, Sharknado yeah, Seven. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you. But then I was like saying like, listen, I know like some of this guys, the director and the people that worked on it, they're they're their former work like it might look cheesy like i i definitely think their um marketing didn't do the, the best job for them sometimes when they cut trailers and stuff like that they 
they they work with like early footage and stuff, but when we went and saw that movie, we both were pleasantly surprised. Um, this one, I guess, this one's a little bit. I mean, obviously, there's a bunch of months in between, but Doctor Sleep, at the end of 2019, only made 31 million dollars, compared to Crawl made 39 million. Like Crawl came out in July, and Doctor Sleep came out the beginning of November, but. I would expect the Doctor Sleep to do better. Like honestly, that movie was. If we were doing top movies of 2019, like horror wise, I mean that's that's probably my number one horror movie of 2019. I think it came out too late to make. Yeah, that's the part. Like I know they they thought about it again and they limited released it on Halloween. But like on that day, everyone's trick or treating. They're out with. They're doing other things. Like if you want to really do a good job releasing a horror movie. You either release it, like, the very last week of September or the very first week of October. Oh, no, they released it in no, into uh, November. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's they really didn't do it service. But what they also did is that when they realized they kind of fucked up, they limited released it for one night only on October 31st and then uh, wide released it November 8th. But, like, you kind of fucked up there. Like, you missed, like, so Halloween ends, and obviously we're different. We're horror movie people like we're Halloween's all year for us but like the the average movie goer and stuff like they get in that horror mode like fall happens end of September and then they're like up until that whole stretch basically it's just the month of October you have October 31st midnight November 1st they flipped over they're thinking Thanksgiving some people even put up Christmas stuff like so you have to like marketing wise really think that out and they kind of drop the ball on that Gotta delegate uh, your shit. What other ones they got here? Child's Play. The remake was alright. Um, really didn't have much to do with the original like mythology of Child's Play. Aubrey Plaza was in it. I like Aubrey Plaza. Some yeah, of the stuff was funny. Mark Mark Hamill voice and Chucky, like I thought, did pretty good. But I don't know. I give him credit. He's a better voice actor than what most people think of him. Well, most know? people really don't don't realize the stuff like the Joker on the Batman animated series like that was a huge part of my childhood like Batman animated series was the shit yeah those like first two games were the shit what else did we got going on here um Midsummer. so that's another A24 hyped as this crazy solid movie but that movie's like there's some horrifying things in it but it's more about dealing with grief in loss and overcoming things like that it's an art style movie it's not something like and they want to make the money and, and market it like this is another terrifying movie from the people that brought you hereditary and it's like you're creating this divisive reaction when I, I don't know I guess a lot of people operate under the idea any press is good press but uh, I, I know that when an A24 movie comes out to take it with a grain of salt you can't go in with those preconceived notions on what the marketing says because that's going to piss you off and you might not enjoy the movie as much as you normally would. Uh, what's some other... Speaking of, of trash, though, remember we went and saw Hellboy? Oh, did they really put that on this list? It, made, it was... I mean, it's just based upon how much money it made. It made $21 million. That movie was so fucking bad. Your brother actually kind of liked it, too. Everything about that movie was horrible. Yeah, and I love the old Hellboys. Oh, you can't go wrong. With I've the actually old read ones. some of the comics, dude. It's like good. It, like that's the sad part is, you could see that movie and you could see there's some good stuff. Like when it goes and 
she's like the Baba Yaga, and like that was like a cool like character design set, but like it was just they had no idea what they were doing with that movie. Yeah, they really shit the bed with it because Hellboy is a badass character from the yeah. Marvel universe, and they he is not they, from the Marvel universe. Oh, what a DC, whatever the hell he is, he is not from DC. Oh no, he's not. He's uh, he's from a universe. Don't know which one <laughs> it is right now. I think he, I think it. he's Image Comics. I'm not 100, percent but one of the ones like that. But I just know he's not the major too. Um, but along with Heroes, this one I I kind of liked. It wasn't anything special, but it was entertaining. Um, another Office reference for you: the dad was Roy from The Office, but uh, Brightburn. Basically, like what if what if uh, Superman when he was born turned out to be evil? That one was pretty entertaining. I like that one. Uh, it's actually what if Superman was a dick? No, it's worse than that, dude. It would be pure evil. Like he, <laughs> he does some shit in that movie, dude. He like breaks this glass, and a piece of shard of glass gets stuck in this lady's eye, and she tries to lock herself in a freezer, like at this that diner, and she's like freaking out, trying to pull the glass out of her eye, and he melts the door down and kills her. Like he's he's fucking badass. He 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 fucks this one dude up, and this dude's jaw falls off. Nuts. We we should actually when it's slower because I was looking at the schedule. Obviously, mm-hmm. early on in the year, horror releases are a little bit slower. We can go back and maybe do a big review on that one. I think you might enjoy that one. Yeah, I'm down to do that. What I else? Uh, be, some other notables we got on this list here. Nothing too crazy. All right. Well, let's talk about. Oh, uh, did we did, did the ritual? Was that on there? Oh yeah, no, because it it was released on on Netflix. We should definitely look it up. I I enjoyed the ritual. I was thinking about that movie actually the other day because I would like to do like what those guys did. A couple friends and they went and backpacked and camped across like what was it Scandinavia? Like yeah, I can't okay. do that. Though. Yeah. I've seen the ritual. That's what I'm saying. Like that probably ruins it for people. But I thought that um. Like, that would be, like, a cool concept, like, back there. Like, you're not going to get killed by... Who knows? No one knows. Dude, <laughs> but, I thought you know. every place out of the United States was a peaceful place. So I really I did like that. I like the creature. I thought the creature design was really unique in that as well. Oh, very. Like, the demigod type deal. Yeah. I guess it wasn't a demigod. It was just a god. Like, some whatever religion or they got going on over there. Yeah, the stick people religion. It's goddamn stick people. <laughs> All right, let's talk about our favorites, though, uh, from this decade. Um, my voice always sound like that. I just should always talk like this. You just always had a real deep voice. I'm just gonna start smoking six packs of cigarettes a day. Sound like Tom Waits. Get a <laughs> get a cartridge. All right. Well. Uh, do you want to go first on on some of your favorites? So this is not like rank, whatever, but like your personal. It might not be what's the best, whatever, but like what you really enjoyed most out of the uh, decade. All right. Uh, what I so I, I wrote down five that I liked most of the decade. I'm just gonna list them real fast. We'll talk about them afterwards. Number well, five. We just got one at a time. They don't just say them, and then we'll briefly talk about them. All right. Number five, Horns with Daniel Radcliffe. That was a super unexpected for me. To me, that was a super surprise. Yeah, I remember watching it on Netflix and being like, this is actually very well done. 
Yes. I kind of like what Daniel Radcliffe does now. Like, he never has to work again. He's made so much money. He'll always begin residuals from Harry Potter on TV and stuff like that. He's set for life. So he starts doing these, like, obscure... He does the projects he wants to do, you know? Yeah, and Horns is definitely not, like... After watching Harry Potter, then you see you see Daniel Radcliffe in a movie called Horns. You're like, oh, what the hell is this? Do you want to talk about weird... Super if... unexpected. Go check out the movie... Um... Swiss Army Man with Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, I already yeah, seen it. It's oh. creepy as hell. Oh, dude, that movie is strange. Yes, it is. I don't understand it. All right, what's your next one? Next one is Insidious. Okay. I well, I say I'll say Insidious franchise because I liked one, two, and four. Three, I thought was a piece of crap. Dude, not because good. it didn't have Tom Wilson. They're not Tom Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Tom Wilson's. A, all right, let's let's talk. But we don't talk about this in podcast because we we briefly we don't we keep our sports out of this. Um, but Tom Wilson of the Washington Capitals could go fuck himself. There's nobody Tom I hate Wilson in the NHL worse. Back from the Back of the Future is my personal hero. He's not cool that Tom Wilson. I like that guy. Yeah, that guy's pretty cool. We Solomon met, person, he's yeah, a lot bigger. Uh, listen, listen for the for the the listeners out there. We were at a convention, and Tom Wilson was taking a break from his booth, and and the main reason Bug wanted to go to the convention, he's a huge Back to the Future guy, he's wanted to see the dude that played Biff. And Bug's looking, he goes, he's like, oh, I don't see him at his booth, and as he's looking, he pans over to his right and sees it, and he like, he he briefly brushes almost i don't even know if he touched you but brushed up against you and first off he's pretty tall he's like your height i didn't realize he was that big no, he's about six three i'm six five I'm yeah like i said about your hair. about your yeah and he had like his hair was nice he, he briefly and you literally i thought the keller left your face i thought you were just gonna pass out right there in the middle of the convention floor <laughs> i almost dude, that's, that's my boy I yeah not that tom was i like that one i'm talking about the nhl piece of shit that takes oh, that dirty tom hits on people yeah that Tom Wilson, we're just gonna cap his knee one, one of these days. Fuck him. All right, your next next one. All right, after Insidious, I have Sinister. Super, just it was like random out of the blue. I watched this movie with my brother. Well, I don't want to cut you off, but I, I as soon as you said that, I thought about that, and you think about <clears throat> things that stick with you and they last with you, and like that's me with The Conjuring Two. That scene meant a lot to me. That creepy scene because of dreams i used to have when i was a kid like stuff like and that's why we always preach like don't judge like one movie you might not think's good might be someone else's favorite movie because certain things um affect people differently like they reach them on a different level and like that's a scene like in conjuring 2 that reached me and like as soon as you said sinister i remember that the story you told about when you and your brother watched that when you were home alone and that specific scene so i'll let you tell that but uh, that that's what what i I can see how this would be one of your favorites on the list. Yeah, because it was, uh, oh boy. So, so the reason why I love this movie so much, and it is a completely like the story I'm about to say is like, that's why I have the feels with it. Every time I watch it, it puts me back in the, like where I was. Aaron downloaded it or something. We got a digital copy of it and it was like, Two thirty, three o'clock in the morning i want to say like my parents weren't home this was when i was in high school he was in college he came home from break or something but two o'clock in the morning we're watching this it's pitch black outside you know it's dark i think there's a thunderstorm or something like it was just perfect like 
the, the crazy part too that I think about that setting wise is the shape of that house and how it has like the wooded areas and stuff. That house in Sinister looks a lot like your house. Yes, it does. Like no, I, I thought I'll, the more I think about that right now, a lot like your house. So my house is one story. That house is it, one story. And that scene where like he's looking at the computer screen, then he looks outside, <clears throat> then he looks back, and like the what was the guy's name? Bagol was like in the bushes. The bookie man. Yeah, that's that would be like yeah. looking out the front window of your house and looking yeah, in your exactly. bushes. Because why have bushes exactly like that? Yeah. Dude, oh, that is kind of creepy now that you think about it. Like, I never thought about that till right now. Like, your house looks exactly like that house. Ooh, you're gonna get begold. All right, what's your next one? Yeah, so that's horrible. Um, my second one, and we'll see how the third movie turns out. But the Conjuring franchise. Yeah, I agree. Solid, very well done, great acting, um, from. Oh, what's her first name? Her sister was in the nun. I always mix up her sister, but uh oh, Vera, Vera Famiga. Yes, and Patrick yeah. Wilson as as the yeah. Warrens, great. Um even in the first one, uh it's good to see him. He should be in more things. I always liked him from Office Space, Ron Livingston. Like he yeah, was great yeah. as the dad in that. Like the all the acting's good in that. Um yeah. It's definitely a weird it's it is weird to see him in a movie like that though. Because you think of them from like Office Space, and you're like, "Wow!" You know, it's actually pretty cool. You know that one cool song that sounds like a night, late '60s, early '70s, like, like jazz rock, like hippie type thing. That music playing when it shows them like moving into the house, like with like yes. the electric organ and stuff. It yeah. turns out that's a band. The lead singer of that band's Ryan Gosling. No way. Yeah, look it up. That song's actually a pretty cool song. That's going on my uh, my playlist. Though. Okay. Yeah, definitely check it out. They have a couple just, good ones. Just because of Ryan Gosling. Bugs <laughs> <laughs> uh, also favorite movies, The Notebook. I've actually never seen it. Don't I heard it's good. I'm surprised. I like chick flicks too. Like All right, movies. what's what's your next? What's your, what's your uh, is this All your right, last my, one? Last one, the number one movie, in my opinion. Oh, I know what it is. Decade. It chapter one. Okay. So it was beautiful. I don't have an issue with that. I know you really, really liked it. And yeah, I, I thought there were some things that could be better, but I also walked out of that movie very satisfied. There's, That's also I, another movie I saw by myself in Ohio. That's. Yeah. I'll tell you what. It sounds weird, but sometimes go see movies by yourself. It um, it's a very especially if you go at like a weird time of the day. You can be the only person in the movie theater. You could just sit your popcorn down in one seat, have your drink over. Like, first off, the one theater I used to go into, Ohio, shout out the Atlas Movie Theater. Um, Not the best place to see a movie by yourself with no one in it because uh, they have these seats that the armrests actually go back up. So if you're in a row by yourself, you can just pop the armrests up and just lay down flat across, like, all the seats. <laughs> They were also the first, so the movie theater by us, like back here, they start to do it where you can get probably like three quarters of the way down reclined on the seats. The ones in Ohio, in the first in the first couple rows, you know how like you're too close to the screen? Well, their solution to that is they took one row out, and you can actually lay the, the seats straight back. You can go no like, like you're laying straight. Yeah. You go all the way back. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what. Like they they need to find anything they can to keep you in like the Cleveland area because nobody wants to live in Ohio. But their movie yeah, the, their movie their movie theaters are bomb though. Definitely, I recommend those. Uh, I guess I don't know. Yeah, but I definitely could say I was definitely basketball. satisfied walking out of it. Chapter one. Well, the, the only the only scene and I've said it before. I'm pretty sure I've said it on their podcast. The only thing that I wish they showed that would have showed more of Henry Bowers, like his gang's effect, like what Pennywise effects on his gang were, was Patrick Hofstetler. I wish they showed or talked about how he murdered his like like six month old baby brother because he was getting more attention from his parents. Yeah. I my big thing it's, with the, the it movies is I wish pretty dark. So the second magic. so the second one would have made more sense. Like if they the key element like it is outlandish and it might be tough to work in, but in the book the key element is the the giant space turtle. Like that's they they had to find a way to work that in and they just decided just to kinda like put that way uh, in the background yeah. there. But I don't know. Definitely, yeah, I did no, like I it, chapter one that's, for sure. That's why I didn't put the second one on this list because there's parts of the second one that pissed me off. The first one stayed true to the book; it just left little things here and there out. But the second one really changed the story from the book, and I did not like that. All right, so on to my favorites here. My number one—I mean, not number like. They're just my favorites. I only have two on the list. Like there was a lot I liked. I was very happy. More often than not, leaving the theater or or watching like a movie on Netflix or something like that, um, in this decade. So it was a great great decade for horror. Um, but the two that really stuck out to me that are lasting that I I still watch to this day and I pretty much always will. Um, you're next. The I just remember seeing like the the previews and the way that it was marketed was it was just like a home invasion. These guys got these cool animal masks and they got to survive. So I wasn't expecting the twist that when you went into that movie that the main the girlfriend who you think like in a movie like this the girlfriend like that comes in with the family she's one of the first to go. She actually had been raised and also the not getting into the twist and stuff but the people that set up like to have people killed off for whatever reasons. Um, didn't expect her to, to have this type of backstory, but she was actually raised by a survivalist family, so she knew how to survive, how to defend herself. So it was a complete subversion of the home invasion genre. While in, instead of being this like helpless victim, not only was she capable, but she was more capable than the people trying to kill her. So it was just a twist, coupled with the way it was filmed, the acting in it was so good. The characters were so believable. It, it came from, I forget the, the, the people that directed it, but they're real big in the genre about movies where people just like communicate and stuff. Like the characters were so real. The conversations they have were real. It was just, it really did it for me. The gore in it was great. And also, the, there's one song that was played in it, Looking for the Magic by the Dwight Tilly Band. I don't know why it works, but that song will get stuck in your head forever. Like, I loved everything about that movie. Um, my my second one. You ever seen your next book? I have not. And that was the one. That was one back in the day. Me, your brother, and Dan went and saw. Shout out Dan. Lives up in Buffalo now. You know he's, he's actually getting, getting married? married. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always, damn, you always, if you've um, ever listened, I'm the little boy that, that lived kind of across the, I lived across the pond from you. Um, I was really skinny. Well, he knows who you are. I got beat a lot. That that should narrow it down. Actually, Dan probably hasn't seen you since you grew like a foot and a half. Probably. I'm now massive. <laughs> Still stupid, though. I'm a big boy with a peanut brain. But, um... Yeah, that's... that. I Honestly, within the week, watch that movie. Okay. Um, the, the next one, um, this movie was another situation going in, um, you see the marketing, you thought it was just another play on like the, I mean, even has the generic name of cabin in the woods. You're thinking it's like evil dead or something like that. Like people go to the cabin and they get hunted down and, and stuff like that. Then within the first minute when you're in the theater and it hits you with what the twist is, it is absolutely awesome. It's a movie about the deconstruction of the horror genre itself and why we, the audience, like, find, like, catharsis through horror movies itself. Like, it, it literally, the comedy in it's hilarious, the characters are great, and the overall story and the theme, like, it, it's just, like, a perfect blend. And, like, this one I know actually had a hard time getting released. It kept getting put on the back burner by the studios, and it was written by Drew Goddard who has done a ton of things, went to work on a bunch of Marvel movies. Like, I don't know. Tell me you've seen Cabin in the Woods, bud. Yeah, I've seen Cabin in the Woods because you recommended it to me recently. I do love that movie. There's so many great scenes in that movie, too. I love when they go down in that elevator and it has all the different possible, like, selections of, like, horror situations they could have been in. It's almost like that board game that your brother was trying to get us to play. I mean, we did play it with him, but um, I don't know if you got that because he really didn't explain it fully to you, but each situation you find yourself in was like Cabin in the Woods. It could have been like, I, I, there was like the people that were like the Cenobites from Hellraiser or um, like a, I think there was like a giant spider. Or the, the best was the guy was like, I always wanted to see a merman. And then he gets uh, killed by it at the end. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, but those are my favorites. You, you want to know the scariest thing about this year so far? What? I just wrote the date down on my piece of paper in front of me, and I put 2020, not 2019. You did it. It's such a drastic change from 20, 2020. flows a lot better than 2019. Uh, Kind of. I don't know. It felt weird writing it. I think we should just go back. <laughs> back in time. Oh, oh. Huey Lewis in the news is just going to start suing. Oh, he's, they're bigots. You ever, that, that's how Ray Parker Jr. lost like all of his rights. He got he sued them over Ghostbusters. Huey Lewis sued him over the Ghostbusters song. You know the backstory on that? Yeah. I like Huey Lewis in the news. Oh, yeah, I, don't, I don't mind Huey Lewis in the news. I just think... The Ghostbuster theme song's better than anything they ever produced. I guess so. But it, no, I mean, I it was it was it was a legit suit. That like the the backstory on that was that they approached Huey Lewis first and was like, "Hey, do you want to write the theme 
for Ghostbusters, and he's like, that's fucking stupid, fuck you. And so they went to this dude, Ray Parker Jr., and they're like, can you want to write the theme for Ghostbusters? He's like, yeah, I'm not known for anything. I'll write Ghostbusters. And all Ray Parker Jr. did is took a Huey Lewis song and like changed it a little bit and rewrote the words. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you get sued. All right, it's so right. let's we're, get into it. We're about to be sued because your your uh, Ghostbusters thing. I'm afraid no ghost. You didn't even like flip the ghost. You just like prop. You just like. Uh, you just like. Uh, but hey, let me deal with the legal problem. You just show you just up and talk skull, on the podcast. <laughs> you put a skull in the head of a of a ghost of the the logo from Ghostbusters, and you're like, "Yep, that's different enough." <laughs> it is. Don't worry about it. That's. I'm still working on releasing our reaction to the trailer. I mean, it's actually done. I just, <laughs> I just have to release it. So I'll get to that. 2020, we're getting to things. All right, let's let's keep going because this is by far our longest episode. And I like it where it's going, but uh, people it's might be trailing about, off. It's been about two hours. Uh, in 20 minutes, it will be. All right, so. Surprises. What was your surprises of this decade, Bug? Horns. Daniel Radcliffe can act in a horror movie. Okay. Was that it? That was your only surprise? <laughs> um. And Babadook sucked donkey dick. That was a, that was. A I'll con- fight anyone. I who mean, said that could be way. like your disappointment. I mean, I it know is, that's on your list, but that is that is a surprise oh, because a, it was surprise. it was really hyped. That's 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 my biggest issue. That's my biggest issue with this decade is the amount of hype that's out there. Just with it, this decade's more was different than the the ones that came before. Like yeah, in the two thousands, you had the internet and social media starting up, but with Twitter and everything that's out there now, you you're always fighting the hype hype machine to temper your expectations. So that was definitely a downside to the decade. Um, so, obviously, good things have come out of social media and stuff like that, but. Also, a lot of shitty things. People, surprise, people on the internet are shitty. So, because the Baba Duke has a 98 on Rotten Tomato right now, uh, the audience score gives it a 72, which is still, in my opinion, that too is, high. Yeah. I honestly, God, thought that movie was trash. The acting was good, but the story was horrible. And after I found out the main characters could not die, I was just like, well, that, this, this, that's this not the one scary. part I get that. that that was part of the story, but the child actor, and I, I'm sure he did a good job because that's the way it was act. It was insufferable. Like you're rooting for it. Like, and I know that 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 was the that was the angle of the movie. It's like, like, yeah, you're always supposed to protect your kid, but like, if it was this like ridiculous, like, would you really want to? But at the same time, it's like I don't want to see this. <laughs> Dude, I would have killed that kid like instantly. I've been yelling like, Bob, Duke, come get him. You know, you know what the Baba Duke did right. Wear hats. They kill the dog. Yeah, that's our big thing. Don't kill the dog. Don't kill it. Hey. Right. So well, I'll Don't get into my it. surprises because it seems like you weren't prepared for surprises. I only I was. Oh, yeah. That's true. You're not a very surprised person. You're not very. (laughs) You don't get startled. You don't get startled very often. (laughs) I don't have a lot of emotions. My day to day activities. Uh, So my surprises were the visit, um, based upon the recent like probably past like decade leading up to the visits uh release of m night Shyamalan's like track record 
he'd really fallen off and produced some real stinkers. So it was uh, it was a pleasant surprise when that movie came out and turned out it was pretty solid. Didn't uh, he produce Avatar: The Last Airbender? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, the other one, Strangers Two, coming out. It, it's a sequel. No one like see people asked for a sequel when Strangers came out in '08. It was done very well. Um, and I, I enjoyed it, but it seemed like the time for a sequel had passed. Well, they finally got it released, and from the early trailers and stuff, you're just like, oh, this is not going good. So I went in with real low expectations, and by no means am I saying that was a good movie. There's a lot of, like, iffy, like, choices and stuff in that, but, like, some of the scenes, like, stick with you. Like, there was a scene, um, they were at this trailer park, and there was a pole there, and the music like kicked on and the lights around the pole and it was playing um the song like turn around bright uh oh, total eclipse of the heart's the name of the song but that scene like turn around as the killer was running behind him and you think like because you can see the way the camera's like oh shit he doesn't know but then he turns at that exact moment he had a golf club i think it was or a bat i think it was a golf club and just smashes her in the head and kills her and you're just like oh shit and then he has this battle with the the other main guy like the sack sack face mask guy, I don't know. Like a burlap sack and an axe and a battle in the pole. And the the way it was filmed is like they're battling and the the guys like pulling him under the pole. So like the music's playing, but when he goes under the water, like you can't obviously hear the same underwater, so it cuts out. And like the way it was done was like really well. Like there were scenes uh, mostly tied in with the music that they used in the movie that that really stuck with you. So I was pleasantly surprised at at how well they did with that. Um, and my last surprise was the green room. I didn't expect much from this movie. I, I did random, kind of randomly. Like I heard s- some recommendations, but I um, randomly, a couple years back, watched it on Netflix, and I I was really surprised. Um, it was very well acted, and just the the viciousness of of the gore and like the realism in in the violence in that movie was what made this horror like because honestly like you'd step back in the situation there's no monsters well technically like the nazis are the monsters but it doesn't seem like a horror movie till you get into it and the gore and it's like such a realistic violence that it's like mortifying so i that's another one i'd definitely recommend for you to check out real soon um Um, i only have i only have a few things so yeah the only surprise i really had was horns Duke I absolutely hated. Yeah, let's go. Well, let's go into the disappointments here. The, the movie Malevolent. I don't know if you've seen that. It came out. Yeah, Angelina Jolie. No, 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 no. It was a. There's a. What was it? They're like paranormal paranormal investigators that scam you into thinking there are ghosts in your house. You pay them a ton of money. They come and they get rid of the ghost. But turns out where they go to this where this crew goes. It's like this murderer's house, and they like capture him and like murder her. They try to murder her, her brother, like two other people they live with. That actually sounds like a pretty cool concept. I did not check that out. I'd watch it. I was disappointed. I thought the acting was bad. Um, concept is good. Yeah, that concept. The, that concept sounds it, like enough to to get me to watch it. But if it's but to, bad acting, to, I'll take you right out of it. To me. It was very. Uh, it, it took me out of it because I could see exactly where this film was going from the get go. 
you know, like as soon as, as soon as like it started to go down, there was no like, Ooh, this could happen or this could happen or this could happen or this could happen. You're like, no, this is going to happen. And it did happen. So it was disappointing for me, you know, Mm -hmm. like there was just nothing to, to, to watch after, like after it started going downhill. What's, Um, what's some more of your uh, disappointments of the decade? The only other disappointment one that I really had was Sinister 2, just because I loved the first Sinister. Yeah, I would agree. Sinister 2 was... That's, they should have taken, like, because Sinister yeah. 1 does have its flaws, but I did enjoy that movie. If they took the, the core, what worked in that, and then built upon it, they could have had a strong franchise, produced a, a very high-quality um, follow-up, and even better than the original, but the, the Sinister 2 was such a misstep. Yeah, it was. I, it did have I, a couple have good. Preferred... It did have a couple good like film reels though. Like that's the oh, strong absolutely. part of both of them is those film reels. Like in the first one, especially that one where the guys mowing the grass. Like, whoa. oh, that's, a, that's so the that's the greatest kill I've ever so seen. Good. I think, in my opinion. But uh, I, I would rather have them gone back in time rather than to the future um, to get more to the like, like slowly work their way to an origin story. You yeah, know? but you could have gone to like the present day like you know like you can go wherever with that because the curse keeps going on it didn't end in the first one but yeah true i don't know there's so much they did they ruined the franchise yeah that, had, i mean that's why i don't so i don't much. think we'll see sinister 3 anytime soon no at least i hope not uh, i'll google it to confirm but so my disappointments i um i, I talked about it, it follows that that was definitely a big one for me because it was hype and in the way it was hyped was something I'm always big on. I like in movies when you're in it, they do a good job of, of putting you in the scene and then there's stuff like in the background that you're like, Oh shit, is that and the, it kind of does that in this, but then like the execution's so goofy and there's just a lot going on with it that it was it was a big letdown for me. That was I think the hype did it a lot for me too. But even like going back and watching it, I mean, it's not a terrible movie. It's just not what what I wanted. Um, the other one, It Comes at Night. I did briefly talk about that. Um, but that movie was marketed poorly. Um, there was a couple like scares in it, but for the most part, there's nothing there. And they do this thing that really pissed me off from a filmmaking standpoint is... Instead of building actual attention, they used very close camera angles to make like artificial attention, and it was edited very, very poorly. Um, so that really kind of pissed me off. Um, and then uh, we did talk a little bit earlier the Wolfman, the the CGI, because I'm a big classic Universal, specifically the Wolfman, the original, the way it was set up, and the fact that they had the um, practical effects and everything, the practical transformation all set up, ready to film, and then just some executive comes in and says, no, we're using CGI, and you just it just ruined the film. Um, that's frustrating. And the other one is Nightmare on Elm Street in 2010, when they did the remake. Um, everything from the story, like now, it, it's upsetting too, because it's always going to be hard to replace Robert England as Freddy Krueger, but I think Jackie Earl Haley, who they got to do it, is a great 
character actor and he given the the a real chance he he could put in a, a good job but with what he had to work with there it was just so stupid and there was little things that that were like could have been cool but they didn't explore like there's a situation where you're kind of drifting to sleep while you're awake so he was kind of freddy could kind of drift in the real world it was like these micro naps and that would have been a cool thing to to play with but they they blew that and then for some reason like three-fourths of the movie they try to spin it around and maybe they're like maybe freddy was framed he really wasn't a child killer it's like no like and then it turns out he wasn't like yeah we knew that and it, it frustrating movie for sure and then the worst part about that is that essentially killed the franchise which there's no excuse why they can't be making more nightmare on elm street so a little frustrating like how sinister 2 killed that franchise because yeah. sinister 2 was supposed to be the next big horror franchise mm-hmm. and i found out they were planning on making a sinister 3 after the first sinister did so well but then uh Sinister 2 came out and they're like, yeah, we're not doing that no more. Sinister 2 came out and it's like, I'm going to dump a raid on your face. And they're like, well, I don't, we don't really like that. We don't like that, but we, we're going to have to take it. <laughs> they, they, they took all of it. All right. Well, yeah, that's that's the movies for the decade. Um, Before we talk briefly about uh what we're looking forward to coming up in 2020, um, any other types of, of media? Uh, like games, books in the decade that you really enjoyed. Um, I wrote down like a a few quick, quick ones here that that other besides movies that really, um, I really enjoyed over the decade. Uh, I wrote down two games that I think. Uh, is like really stuck out for you. Yeah. Two games, they're not remakes. One of them, you know this, I know this. PT the demo, 2014. Mm-hmm. I had that on my list. Dude, that's something that will always stick with you. It's a demo, and it's it's the greatest horror video game ever made. Absolute and if if you don't feel that way, you either one didn't play it, or two just trying to be contrarian, and I'll fight you. <laughs> that, I'll fight you. It, it's literally. That's those are experiences that you'll never forget. That that honestly, I'll say this, a hundred percent truthfully, is scarier than any movie experience I've ever experienced. Going through that hyper realistic hallway is it, it's just an experience that you have to do. So if anybody wants to, I still have it saved because they took it off the PlayStation Store, but I still have it saved on my PlayStation. Shoot me an email, come over, I'll let you play it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a way you can play it now. I haven't looked into it. Yeah, your still, your brother actually recently case. sent it to me. Someone was able to upload it onto the computer, and, and you can download it that way. But, hey, if you want to come over, I got it. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah, that's that's a good one. But Yeah, by far the scariest. Scariest horror anything you could... Mm-hmm. You could I just love. Yeah, we they, can't they talk you, about this decade they, without talking about PT. They they put you into the storyline. You're the one that has to like make the storyline flow to function. That, to that's something too that. where it's, it's like, a movie can almost never live up to because, like, yeah, scary things happen in a very good horror film. Like, makes you feel like you're in that situation, 
but in a horror video game, you are like you have to react to what's happening. Yeah. Yes. People don't understand. Like in movies, you can shut your eyes, you can close your eyes, you can get whatever you need to get over with. If you want to beat this game, you got to walk past this witch in the hallway that's <laughs> twitching, that's crying. You got to walk past the baby that's like I don't know, still has like four chromosomes to its head. You know, like. I'm you, not going to stop you, but that's to, not how chromosomes work. <laughs> you have to suck it up. You have to bite the bullet. You got to push through this while all this stuff's going on. And if you know what you're doing, that game is 30 minutes. If you don't know what you're doing, that game is unbeatable. I beat that game because I Googled it. And even to this day, I don't know if I did it right, but I beat <laughs> it somehow. It was a 30 minute game. At the minute or at the top, at the top. that's actually, games. I want to put that it back on my biggest great. disappointment of the year list is the fact that that was just a playable demo and the bullshit oh, yeah, that because... happened between Kojima and yeah. uh, Konami and them just dicking them over, like, and the fact that that game will never come out. Imagine, I don't even know if I'd be able to play all the way through it if that was just a playable demo. Oh, no. Imagine yeah. if that was the whole game, like, holy fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, I wouldn't be able to get through it. Can you imagine? We'd make Aaron go through it. I'd make him do Dude, that. Dude, your brother can't play scary games. So that leads me to one of the ones that's on my list I put down for games. Um, it is more recent, but the Resident Evil 2 remake is some of the best horror game I've ever played. It was, It's so, 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 so well done, so well polished. I remember when it came out, um, your brother was over my apartment. And and I let him play it, and he was so scared. He had to literally set the controller down. He's like, "I'll watch you play." He's like, "I can't do this." <laughs> but it's like it not. Something. I mean, it is they're scared? It's well done the way they do with the tension and the way the way it happens. It's very well done. Um, but I, I I enjoyed the shit out of that game. Uh, the only other one that I'd say, um, the first layers of fear, in my opinion, has one of the greatest like sound sound effects yeah the um, horror game what's the word for like spatula sound or something like that where it's like i mean you can hear well the best is your brother had that that vr headset and i played it a little bit in that and that was made that like amplified it even more because you're looking over your shoulder and yeah i can only imagine i didn't play it i played it on my uh i played on my playstation 4 yeah i have it i have it on my pc maybe we'll do uh in 2020, coming up here, we'll do a a, a a let's play, and you can see us react to it. See us get scared. Oh, I'm down. I love that game. Uh, the the only thing I want to say more about that game. Do you remember? Did you play it? Yeah, I didn't play the second one though. I didn't play the second one yet. Um, yet. Uh, but did you do you remember going to the basement mm-hmm. and the piano's playing and all the furniture? is perfectly just floating around and then whenever uh whenever they mess up press the key yeah and then boom there's a big boom you hear a scream some of the furniture falls but then it just keeps going nice and slow on the piano it's nice uh, nice, um, nice. boom real big effect like it was oh that ending of that game was a little weird too yeah very weird um, Once I found out you couldn't die, it kind of ruined it again. That's just so. How I, I, so I had for but other media. I I had two. Yeah, oh, definitely. I had two other games on my list as well as a book. 
Um, I had the original Dead Space. Okay. I like that experience. It was like basically Resident Evil in space. It was very well done, I thought. Um, with their like dismemberments dismemberment system and like the different creatures and stuff. I really enjoyed my time with that one and the other one it's not necessarily a good game, but it's fun. It captures the spirit of the movies and <laughs> we we messed with a lot of people online with this one, but the Friday the thirteenth. We, oh, we put boy. some good hours into that. <laughs> Tell them about the freak out. Oh, God. Which one? <laughs> the last one. The reason why I'm not playing that game anymore. The, the reason why four, the community of 400 people and less will not welcome me to a match anymore. The reason why my name was famous to that game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we won't get into that, but that was uh, we had some fun with that one for sure. Um, and then the book uh, was came out a couple years ago. It was the Stephen? Actually, I'm interested to see the TV show. I don't know how well they'll do, but uh, Stephen King's Outsider. I, I, I really things, I really enjoyed that. It was the first part's like a very well done like murder mystery, and like well not like like a crime series type thing and then like the paranormal comes into it and like the creature you find out more about it uh, I, I really enjoyed that I thought it was a a real like return to form for King the, obviously the ending was left a little bit to desire, be desired but not that's the first time yeah no it, that's yeah. not the first time that happens but I, I did enjoy that alright so let's start start wrapping it up a little bit here so uh, what a uh, what are you looking to looking forward to in 2020 as far as movies? You got any like uh, you got circled on your list there, Boog? Um, yeah, let's see how next Halloween movies are gonna be. That's yeah. gonna be a big. Yeah, that's the first one I had on there. Halloween kills. That's gonna be a big teller if they're gonna be able to do remakes and if people are gonna be interested in watching remakes it's not really remakes but it's continuations of like a classic franchise but yeah um yeah this is a very big turning point especially for for that series but uh blumhouse productions itself um if this movie doesn't do well it could really change up what they release and what they go after um but i I have high hopes uh the same same groups coming back so you know the production value is going to be there i just Hope they have a little bit stronger of a story, fine tune it a little bit, because that was my biggest issue with the last one, was there was some stupid parts like the one of the twists in in the the last one and in some of the choices, but the you can't deny the production value, the attention to the detail was there, and you could tell that the, these people really cared about the franchise, um, so which definitely elevated it from some of the lesser sequels. So I have I have high hopes for this one if they can execute on this one, and they already have the the second one scheduled to come out the following year. Uh, this this could be huge. So that's definitely the number one on my list I'm looking out for. Um, other ones I have uh, Antlers, which I I don't know if you watched the trailer for that yet, but it's based upon a short story um, about this boy whose father and uh, younger brother actually have turned into like these monsters. It, it's if you get a chance to read the short story, it's not called Antlers. I forget what the actual name of it is, but um, when I had read that short story, it's it's actually written by the dude that, um, do you remember a few years back on Sci-Fi Channel, they had the Channel Zero, and it was each season was like a different anthology. Like, he was the writer for that. 
Um, but that that short mm. story was was really good, so I'm definitely interested uh, to see how that plays out on the on the big screen there. Damn, no, I don't I don't remember that. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link. Definitely check that out. We'll definitely be reviewing that when it comes out. I'll go see that in theaters. Um, any other ones you're looking forward to here? Um. I know one, and you're just not really thinking about it right now. It's been a it's been a long podcast, but I know you're looking forward to Conjuring Theory. Actually, yeah, I think well, you said it earlier I, in the podcast. Yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah, I did, but that's what I was thinking of. When hey, when's like, that oh. little poopy boy come out? Uh, I just September, September 11th, yeah, 9/11. Whoa, never forget. Oh, really? Well, they at least can... at least we won't forget when it's coming out. That's true. We're gonna watch it the tenth thing. Here's one that I'm interested in. Sony's releasing their uh it's from like the Spider Man universe, but Morbius in mm. July. Always liked that character when it was in the Spider Man animated series. Yeah, he's freaky. Yeah. He gets down and dirty. He knows, June he knows June we got uh Jordan Peele produced a reboot to Candyman, which Candyman was more in the nineties, so I don't know if, how familiar you are with that. Did they tell you about the time that me and your brother met Tony Todd, the guy that played Candyman? Mm, I don't think so. You told me about the guy. That motherfucker's bigger. He is played, he is uh, bigger than you. I thought that you were talking about the guy that uh, who played uh, not Michael Myers. Jason. We met him at that. Jason. It was the same horror convention. Was it? I got. We got to write that down. That's actually coming up in March. It, it went away for a year, and they brought or two years, I think, and they brought it back. It was, a, it was a fun time. They got some cool stuff and they get some cool guests, so we'll get there. I got my Warriors hat there. Oh yeah, you did come to one of them with us. Mm-hmm. That's right. It, it was kind of, it's really small compared to the Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah, it is smaller. I think this year they're actually going to increase the size, but it was, I actually had a better time at that than I did the Comic Con. Because you see oh, different things. You see different things. They have cooler shirts, too. March 6th, I see. 6th through 8th. Write that down somewhere. Tell your phone. <laughs> hey, phone. Remember that March 6th is something spookies. Oh, it's going to help us. Yeah, other than that, I mean, it's honestly, it's weird. It's looking um, a little bit light. And it's, they're still waiting to release. Like, some things we'll see, like, the turning. Classic retelling with they got that Finn Wolfhard kid in there. So, end of January, check that out. <sighs> Grudge comes out this week, but it looks bad. Maybe we'll see it. Maybe we won't. See, um, we'll see it once you. I'll tell you what. In March, <laughs> yeah, we never set that up, but <laughs> I'll get on Give that. Me your money. But, I'll write it off as a tax return, and I'm watching every movie. March, we got. Uh, this might actually be worth seeing. They're releasing the original King Kong for its like whatever anniversary back in, in theaters. What the two thousand five one? No, fifteen year? No, the nineteen thirty. What was that? Thirty three that the original one came out. The black and white one. Oh, okay. I was gonna say like, what's so special about the two thousand five one? The only one I actually like, but never gets the credit. I like the nineteen seventy seven one with Jeff Bridges. Yeah. When he's jumping across the World Trade Center. Rest in peace. Oh yeah, R.I.P. P. Yeah, 
we, we got a quiet place too. That trailer just came out today. We'll do it. We could do a trailer reaction on that maybe sometime. Maybe, you got to work yeah, and get those out. It's easy. Um, other than that, yeah, another purge coming out. But hey, that's it. Twenty twenty. Here we come. Let's see how it rocks. I don't know. I'm a little skeptical about it. Yeah, twenty twenty is looking a little I don't iffy so far. But yeah, you always get some surprises, so we'll see. Um, but other than that, that's been the uh, decade. Uh, we're looking forward to absolutely. Hopefully, next decade. <coughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'll edit that out. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. Yeah. Sucks. No. So, um, next decade. Hopefully, by that point, by the time it rolls around, uh, we we would have been releasing podcasts that whole entire time. And that's a goal. Even it'll be a little bit, sp- yeah, a little bit special, a little bit special. But if not. That's it. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you want to reach out to us, um, you can do that. Uh, just email us at huntershorvision at gmail.com or uh, shoot us a, a DM on Twitter, just at horrorvision. Um, if you're listening to our podcast, like, cool. We appreciate it. Um, if you're not listening to it, you're not going to hear this, so go fuck yourself. But if you want to listen to it on something else uh, other than the platform that you found it on, we're on pretty much everything. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher. So like us. Hey, go on all of them if you really like us that much. Or if you don't, still go on all of them. Just spite hey, us. Know, Just like us on everything. Make us think that we're doing better than we are. <laughs> you know what you can do. If you're a motherfucker without fingers or toes, you can also say, hey, Google, play Horror Visions podcast. Oh, yeah. I, I did recently find that out. If you have um, one of those Google Homes or, or whatever, just say, uh, play latest episode of Horror Vision. And, and guess what? Do we it. come right up. You'll hear our stupid fucking voices. So, hey. You can hear my voice on speaker. Oh, also, we have a YouTube channel. Search Hunter's Horror Vision. Uh, like and subscribe. Just a couple video game clips. Yeah, we're, we're gonna. That's definitely something for 2020 that we're looking to do. We're gonna um, actually, in short work, probably within a week, week and a half, we're gonna start consistently uploading more things. We're gonna do some of those video game let's plays of us playing horror games, uh, as well as we got a pretty cool way that we're gonna do it. But we're gonna put up some. Um, trailer reactions so you'll you'll start to be able if you're liking what we're doing you're you'll, you'll definitely like what we do over there so give us uh give us a check out there but other than that um that's your horror vision there bug that's uh that's it folks link link like love last link hey. <laughs> Hey! Hey!
Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Okay, he's dead. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire.